Welcome to Talking Travel on 2NURFM. Greg Richard here, joined by Sally Lucas. Great to see you back in here, Sally. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Still in the old studio. Still in the old studio, yep. Almost almost ready to go back into the new one. Can't wait to go into the new one. Well, it's looking for a screen. It's a little bit bit Bo Peepy a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Sally, we're off to Switzerland today. Yeah, it's one of those countries I think that everybody loves. I've never known anyone who's gone to Switzerland not to have been impressed. So yep. I think, why not? And it was the first country, believe it or not, when I was a young girl, it was always the one I wanted to go to first was Switzerland because it just looked so beautiful. Sound of music? <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't through the sound of music. I don't know what it was. I think it was just I had this image of beautiful mountains and lakes and yep. waterfalls and it's all that and more. So yep. it's very beautiful. Excellent. We'll also look at going from the Kimberley to... Bro- Is it Kimberley, Broome and Darwin? Kimberley from Broome to Darwin by sea, yes. Excellent. Today we are off to the to the Swiss Alps, I guess. Well, yes, that and a lot more, actually, Greg. Good. Um, yes, Switzerland is such a picture-perfect country. It's a very small country and it's neutral, all that sort of thing. Um, the capital is Bern, which some people often think it's Zurich because we talk about Zurich more than Bern, but Bern yep. is actually the capital and it's got an old town there, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And they've also got six kilometres of arcades um, and it's the longest weather-sheltered shopping promenade in Europe, which is really interesting but Zurich itself is lovely of course it's right on the lake which is delightful and you can do lovely cruises around the lake Basel is on the river Rhine it's a gorgeous little town and it shares borders with France and Germany Um, Interlaken and the Bernese Highlands now this is incredible place Interlaken is stunningly beautiful as well but what you can do from there and also a nearby town called Grindelwald which is gorgeous as well you can go to the Trummelbach Falls now these falls um, they funded down 10 cascades within the mountain. So they're internal waterfalls, not external. And they're the largest of their type in in Europe. And they opened in about 1877. Largest uh, subterranean waterfalls, as I said, in Europe. And the actual valley that they're in is known as the Valley of 72 Waterfalls at Lauterbrunnen. So it's just amazing. You can do go there between about April and November each year. It's best to go... uh, I think, after the snow has melted because then it's a raging torrents down. You can go to different platforms to see these incredible waterfalls just... Oh force of water is amazing and so you can reach all 10 cascades by steps bridges and a lift obviously for the only for people that are fit it's not wheelchair accessible or anything like that of course yeah obviously good footwear is recommended you know so you're not going to slip or anything and you might get a bit of spray on you once that water is really thundering so maybe take a raincoat maybe take a raincoat (laughs) as well but it is just such a stunning part of switzerland it really is if you haven't done it um you've also got lugano which is on the beautiful italian border as well, uh, Chino and it's a gorgeous lake, lovely lovely, surrounded by mountains, etc Lake Geneva and Montreux Montreux is famous for the jazz festival. it's held in July every year it was off obviously for a couple of years with COVID but it is back now um, you've got Neuchâtel and Jura which they're up at about an altitude of a thousand metres and they call it the meeting place of man and horse and it's really been there as a medieval waterfront city which goes back to 13,000 
thousand BC. Right. Okay. So it's you know it has got some history mm, there yep. as well. And of course Zermatt, which Zermatt is famous for skiing, climbing, hiking. It's where all the rich and famous go, right, I suppose. Okay, right, or yeah. you could go if you're not rich and famous, but um, it's it's fine. And the thing is there too, it's a, a car-free town, which oh, is right great on. as well. And you can get in there by tr- by train or whatever. So it's really interesting. It's a walking oh. town. Or helicopter so, if you're rich. Or if you're very rich, yes. So <laughs> yes, yeah, so Switzerland. Just think about that. And um, there's they're having some sales, lovely little sales too. If anyone's interested, where there are some savings there um, on s- lovely self-drive holidays of Switzerland, which you can do. But look, their rail journeys are some of the most spectacular you'll, you'll do in the world. Oh, yeah. um, you go round and round this tunnel going from from Switzerland into Italy, and you keep seeing the same church on each side. <laughs> which you just it's it's just it's just quite an amazing train journey to do that one from Switzerland down into Milan and then maybe head off into the Italian lakes as well. So if you've never been to Switzerland or even if you have but you might have only given it a brief couple of days, it's a small country like our lovely Tassie state. You know, it's got so much packed into one small country that you do des- it does deserve, deserve more time. A longer stay there, yeah. Yeah, a longer stay. So if it isn't on your bucket list or you've been but Go back and just see yeah. a bit more. Well, it of sounds it. like there's plenty to do. Oh, heaps! And as I said, if you're a person that's really into your hiking in, in the summer months yep. or skiing in the winter months, or just for the beauty of the country in itself, you know, it's it's delightful. Excellent. So Switzerland, a place to go. Also invented an army knife. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Exactly the <laughs> army knife. Very famous for that. And, and I think is it the cuckoo clock? Yes. I think so as well. Yes. Or was that Austria? No, I think the cuckoo clock, Switzerland as well. Well, there you go. There are two things they're famous for. <laughs> and they're chocolates. <laughs> now we're off to the Kimberley Coast, Sally. One extreme to the other, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Though it is famous for its waterfalls as well. Um, it's, it's honestly, I guess I've said this before with, on previous programs, I've done Antarctic and I've done the Kimberley Coast. And to me, they're the two most spectacular parts of the world that I've been fortunate enough to visit. And they're both different. Obviously, one's white, the white vast continent, and one's red, yep. but, but turquoise ocean. So you're getting those colours that are unbelievable. Um, and it's hard to, I guess, express how beautiful some of these destinations are. Sometimes superlatives and words aren't enough. You've actually got to be there yep. uh, to experience it. But having said all that... It is a wonderful place to visit because when it was Gondwana land and we were all one of this massive land mass and then everything was squeezed together and pulled apart. So when you're cruising along the Kimberley coast, they have what they call synclines and anticlines, which is the way the rock formations are. And it looks like they've got these striations of black through them like and they're at an yep. angle so you've got all these angles so you can you can just picture in your whole mind that when it was really hot you know, it was all pushed up then it cur- cooled cool, cool, down yep. and, and it's it's just some of the most stunning scenery you'll you'll, you'll ever see um and the actual kimberley coast which virtually you start from broome and you can do a cruise which you will finish usually in darwin as a rule there are round trip cruises that just go broome back to broome and just do the kimberley oh, okay, coast right, yeah. and yep. don't go as far as darwin yep. so you've got an option but if you're going to go to darwin they're usually round 10 days or there might be an eight-day one just broom back to broom but it's absolutely stunning again looking at the time of year i think it's important if you want to see the waterfalls at their utmost pounding and beautiful you need to go after the end of the wet 
Okay. Which makes sense, obviously. Yep. So I, I did it in April and it was oh, mind-bogglingly beautiful. Yeah. The waterfalls were all just teeming and the horizontal falls where we had that incredible tide because your, your tide goes metres up there. It's, it's incredible, the tide. It's, it's hard to believe how much it drops and rises. And to go through to these two cliffs and do the horizontal falls in a boat is just amazing. The, they've just got to wait for the right time for the water to be at a certain height and they belt through on this really fast boat and then to the other side and then you come back again. But that is incredible as well. Also, you get to see the sky. You know, you've got nothing around you. It's at night time if you're on deck. You've got the, the Milky Way and all those yeah. wonderful stars up there that you can see. The wildlife is unbelievable. You know, you're going to see dolphins, whales, all sorts of fish, crocs, of course. Um, <laughs> amazing bird life. But when you go ashore on your zodiacs every day, like you're seeing, you get to see some of the most famous rock art, which is called, one of it's called Guayon Guayon, and there's still discussions as to whether it might have been something to do with when it was one landmass, because the rock art you see there isn't the same as the rock art you see in like Kakadu National yeah. Park, oh, okay, yep. it, it looks a little bit more Asian looking. Right. So there's still that everyone's ambivalent about whether it was just totally our own Indigenous people or a combination of we, we yeah. don't, you know, it's a hard one. But it's still fantastic to go and see. And you'll see turtles, you'll see all sorts of things. I mean, you've got to remember the coastline is about 12,000 kilometres of coastline and you, it's got about 2,500 islands along the way and incredible. And you can also do the helicopter flights as an option which go into the falls to see the Mitchell Falls and you go up the King George River and honestly you've got these towering sandstone cliffs either side of you and again depending on the time of day with the sun shining on it, particularly yeah. if you do it in the late afternoon, if you go up in one of the Zodiacs, it's just absolutely amazing. So if the Kimberley is on your list or if it's not on your list I think it, it should, should be, be. Yep. definitely it's one of those journeys, I mean I know you can do the internal Kimberley by road which a lot of people love doing as well like the Gibb River Road, etc, all that which is fantastic, but you're not going to see any of this. No, the coastline of the islands. No, or, yeah. no, so you're going to miss all that. So if you've always yearned to do it, look, you can even do it in a yacht. You can do it in small cruises that only take, you know, a couple of dozen people. Yeah. Or you can do it, you know, in your larger cruise ships that take from, you know, 100 or so people up. So if you don't want to do big ship cruising, there are certainly plenty of small vessel cruising yep. options as well. I think but, last time I spoke to you, we were talking about small vessel cruising and how yeah, much better that would yeah. be just in a smaller group. Yeah, I think it is. That's yep. just my own personal feel. And because when you have got a small a smaller vessel, you can all get off virtually at the same time. Yeah. So there's not that staggering mm. of having to get two or three thousand people. It doesn't people. take you half hour to get off. And, no, and get yeah, back on yeah. again. Yeah, and if you're cruising like internationally though, just to digress for a moment, a lot of those ships have to dock way out because they're so big and they're ferrying you in yep. all the time. So you've got that waste of time, whereas you do a small ship cruising even around the Med, you're going to pull up right at the dock. Yeah. and get and yeah. walk ashore. Yeah. So that's your difference, and that's yeah. why I, that's my preference, and everybody's different. Look, I understand yeah. that. And some families love it because the kids get looked after. They go on the bigger ships. They've got the kids' clubs. They've got all that. <laughs> but if you're an adult with no kids and you don't yeah. need all that, right. yeah. then I think small but ship cruising cruises. suits that, that sort yeah. of customer. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the Kimberley, it's a, a stunningly beautiful place, as is Switzerland, as we've discussed, as is Antarctica. The world is a big oyster and there's so much for it to is. see. There's so much good stuff to see. Sally, we'll talk hot deals next. We will. Sally, we've been looking at Switzerland. We've also then head to the coast of the Kimberley, but you've got some hot deals for us now. I certainly have. Um, for Switzerland to start with, anyway, if you book by 30 November, they've got a lovely few sale products where you can save uh, $300 uh, per couple on 
you know, little self-drive holidays or even rail with accommodation, um, Switzerland for first-timers, you know, giving you a, an introduction to Switzerland. So lots of little short packages that you can just add on, you know, to whatever your holiday you're yep. doing, which will at least get you started on Switzerland anyway. And also very similarly, um, Canada, I thought I mentioned that, they've got a savings of up to $800 per couple if you book by 15 December on a range of their products as well in the Rockies, like going up to the Northern Lights at Yellowknife, where you can obviously view them as well as you can, like from Scandinavia, you can view them from the top of Canada as well. Oh, really? Yeah, which okay. is really fa- quite fantastic. And also you've got the experience there of either doing the grizzly bears, which you can do on the west coast, or if you go across towards the east coast and go north, again going towards the Northern Lights, bearing area, you can go to Churchill and have the polar bear experience. You don't actually meet them. Oh, you do, but, oh, they, right. but you're in these big buggies, snow buggies, oh, okay, that yeah. have got quite strong glass oh, and no. they often <laughs> come right up to the coach. And oh, wow. So you, you could be there on one side of the window and they could be there at the other. Okay, yeah, I have to wear uh, brown underpants for that trip, <laughs> I think. <laughs> So that's quite a breathtaking thing to do as well. But there's, I mean, Canada, again, is a beautiful country and it's got lots of lovely areas from the Rockies, etc., going across to the other side to um, Niagara Falls. Um, now, Paris, I just thought we might mention that. What they've now got is an exclusive historic guided tour of the world-renowned a place of the Gallery Lafayette, which is one of the most incredible department stores you'll ever go to. It's just a magnificent building in itself with this beautiful glass-domed area. So you can actually uh, get a welcome drink in the concierge lounge and you get free shop, free time shopping or you can be accompanied by a personal shopper and then the tour finishes for you ladies with an original fashion show and a return taxi home is included. Oh, nice. So well, that's something well taken really, care of. Yeah, and the Moulin Rouge, I mean, that's topical seeing as it's been on in Sydney and yep. I saw it and it was absolutely fantastic if you haven't got to see it before it finishes. I don't think it's got long to run, actually. Um, it's in Paris actually has now opened again because it's been shut, of course, for a couple of years yep. with COVID. So it's opening for 2023 so you can book one of those um, dinner packages or you can just do a champagne and show package there and go to the real Moulin Rouge which is fantastic if you've never done it so that's something and also just where we're talking about Outback Australia Outback Spirit have got some incredible sales on the range of their products and again they do it in these wonderful four-wheel drive raised small vehicles so again it's small group touring uh, which I I love Mm -hmm. they've got tours that go all around the Cape York Wilderness area all around sort of the Kimberley uh, Leichhardt's adventure they do Tassie they do the Air Peninsula with a whale discovery they've got Alice Springs they've got a whole range there with discounts which are available through until the 15th of December as well so there's plenty out there and all the cruise companies at the moment too have got lots of um, discounts available on the various forms of cruising from river cruising to as we mentioned earlier um, Greg the small ship cruising around the Med to um, you know large ship cruising as well as well as around Australia so lots of early bird offers which we often get at this time of year so get in early to take advantage of them because they are good savings exactly right always good to jump in with early bird special too yeah it's it's worth it definitely is worth it and these days of course you've got to remember since COVID a lot of these companies have got far more flexible deposit and cancellation yeah. regulations so it's not like you're going to lose a lot of money if something happens that you are unable to travel. You're officially locked in. But just remember your travel insurance. It's even more important yeah. than ever now, of course. So just remember, yeah. you, and you get a good policy that covers you for what you need to be covered for. Excellent. Yeah. So, Lucas, thank you very much. We'll catch you again next Friday. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.